You're listening to the Uncensored Direct Marketing Show. This show is designed for direct response marketers who want raw, unfiltered conversion tips and secrets to scale their offers profitably to reach their next million. I'm Maria Sparagas. I'm the founder of Direct Paynet and your host. Now let's dive in. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Uncensored Direct Marketing. In part of our Getting to Know Your Merchant Account series, uh, I'm going to be doing another episode about uh, getting more money in your pocket, specifically by fighting chargebacks and by ensuring that you have the lowest refund rate possible. Um, this is this is a topic that I get a lot of questions on, and a lot of merchants, especially in high risk arenas, have a really hard time with managing chargebacks and juggling their merchant accounts and ensuring that they don't get penalized uh, by, you know, losing a lot of losses, a lot, a lot of chargeback fees, um, and then eventually having some problems with their merchant account and losing their merchant account. So this is applicable to you, whether you're working with your uh, merchant account provider or whether you're working with Stripe um, or PayPal, these are things that you should be doing as a merchant to just prevent losses from your cart and from your, from your revenue, because it's great to be making, you know, six, seven figures a month, but if you have a 10 or 15% loss, which is, you know, it could be refunds, it it could be chargebacks. It could be a whole bunch of stuff. It could be a huge dent um, in your revenue. So uh, I want to explore a couple of things that you can do in order to to help yourself and, and make the most money possible. Um, there are some tools that are available uh, for before the transaction occurs and some that are, are better for post-transaction. So these are both, these, these are two strategies that you can use, you know, together or you can test one or the other. So it's important to start putting some of these things in place, testing them out, seeing how much it costs you versus how much, you know, uh, obviously you're saving in terms of cost from refunds and chargebacks. So um, without, you know, uh, talking too much about it, about it right now, let me get right into these tools so you can better learn and, uh, and understand what you can do in order to, to help yourself. Um, a, a few things that you have is uh, pre-purchase. So that's essentially when somebody enters your cart, they're on your checkout page. What are certain things that you can do uh, to help, you know, avoid this potentially becoming a chargeback or a refund. So one of the biggest tools that we have is something called 3DS. So that's 3D secure. Uh, in Europe and for European customers, this is mandated. So merchants selling any products to a European actually have to do 3D secure. 3D secure is, you know, just a simplistic way of thinking about it is like 2FA. So the person has to verify something in order to complete the transaction. So that essentially goes to charge back proof the transaction. It doesn't automatically charge back proof the transaction. Like for example, if somebody buys a pair of shoes from you um, and it's a 3D secure verified uh, transaction, but then the, the package comes all mangled and you know the person can't use the shoes for whatever reason, that person still has, or the customer still has the right to charge back if they're in dispute with you, but they cannot say, for example, I never bought these shoes because of the, you know, the 2FA, the 3DS protocol um, that would not be valid for them to say. So their bank would say, no, this has been verified that you made this transaction. It's kind of like putting a pin on an online transaction. Um, so 3DS has come a long way. Uh, it, we're not seeing as many reductions on, you know, we used to call 3DS 
the conversion killer. A lot of merchants called it the conversion killer. It is not killing conversions anymore, first of all, because it's a lot more seamless, um, you know, getting a quote on your cell phone or verifying a personal piece of information that you know um, off the top of your head is a lot easier than the old way, which used to redirect you, create a password and so forth. So check out what tools are available for 3DS. In the United States for US consumers, you could still use it. There are services that offer a seamless integration of 3D Secure so your customers won't even know that it's being done. It's being done on the checkout process by checking different data points. Um, so I won't go too much in depth, but it is, if if you're a high-risk merchant or if you're an online merchant and you're looking to lower your chargebacks and save some costs on um, chargebacks and refunds, 3DS is definitely a tool you should be looking out for. There's also a few things that you can do in your gateway. So your gateway is essentially what connects your checkout page to your merchant acquirer, um, you know, that, that your merchant bank. So examples are authorized.net, NMI, um, you know, ePay, USA ePay, and so forth. These gateways have uh, tools that they call velocity checks or anti-fraud tools. Um, and the tools could be, you know, something as simple as, maintaining a blacklist. Like for example, if somebody decides to um, charge back a transaction, refund a transaction, you might want to block that card from ever buying from you um, just to prevent obvious fraud from coming back. Um, it could be also the maximum number of transactions per card that are allowed in a day or in a month or in a year, or whatever makes sense for your business. So you should definitely be turning these things on. They're available in almost every gateway has some form of velocity checks and you know your business model best. So you can go in there and, and configure these rules that make sense. Like somebody should not be able to buy from you more than three times a day or three times a month or whatever the case is. If you have one product, a shopping cart with one product, then technically it should be one transaction. Um, the one thing to keep in mind is that every time, you, if you have upsells and these are all different transactions, you have to keep those counts in mind. But definitely contact your um, gateway provider and ask them what's available in terms of fraud checks directly in the gateway and start using them. Um, there's also, if you want to take it a step further and kind of get more sophisticated tools, there's transaction scoring and fraud, uh, AI. So services like count and, and clear sale, these are, these are things that you put on kind of on your checkout page. And what they do is they rate transactions depending on different fraud scores or different metrics. Now, these take a little bit of time. So this is something that you should be doing only if there's somebody that can actually be paying attention to this. A lot of merchants sign up for these services and just use, use them like, let's call it out of the box. The problem with using them out of the box is that they're not necessarily configured for your business model and your business case. For example, if you have three upsells after your, your cart, um, the, and this transaction scoring system could say, oh, well, out of the box, we only allow three transactions per day. Well, you need to configure it to for it to know that you're allowing four transactions or you're allowing the same transaction amount. Let's say it's $67 on the front end, and then you have one upsell that's also $67, which, by the way, is not recommended to ever have the same price point if you're going through one cart checkout cart process. But um, 
these are just examples that, you know, taking a solution like count or these fraud scoring um, or AI softwares out of the box and just putting them on your cart without configuring them could actually lead to a lot of lost sales um, because some of the rules might not be applicable to your business. So if you do go with one of these fraud scoring tools, then definitely make sure that you have somebody in your team that can look at the basic rules and make sure that they make sense. It also takes some time to figure it out. So you'll make some mistakes and you'll have to go back and correct them and back and forth. It usually takes, I would say about, you know, three months for this type of system and and fraud scoring tool to work well. And in the meantime, you might lose some customers. You might make some errors in judgment about rules that you put in. Um, So keep that in mind. If you go that route, it's not a bad route. It just takes work and you need to have the staff and the manpower to be able to manage this type of software. Um, Last but not least, you can do an order verification process. I know this sounds very backwards and and manual, but if you have very high tickets, like meaning, you know, I don't know what a high ticket would be, but let's say 5,000 or 10,000, that's usually considered a higher ticket. You can put these orders on the side and then do a manual verification. So, you know, a lot of people who are selling, you know, uh, a small course then kind of leads into a higher ticket offer. Um, you might let go of the 47 and $97 purchases and so forth. But if somebody actually buys the high ticket offer, it might be a worthwhile uh, investment to have somebody phone the customers in just to make sure that they actually bought the product, that they actually, um, you know, wanted to purchase and know the price and so forth. So that's just could be a simple phone call. It could be a text message just saying, hi, you know, you just bought this. Thank you. Welcome. Uh, Please reply. Yes. If you want to continue. So there's, um, you know, there's a couple of, you know, these kind of old school methods that you can think about doing. And if you have, um, if you have a large ticket, then, you know, it might, it might be worth your while because getting a chargeback for five or $10,000 is obviously painful. Uh, and you can't get too many of those because then the bank that you're working with on the merchant side might start getting upset with you. So consider order verification manually uh, via text or via voice if you can, as that could be a very effective tool to prevent chargebacks. Also, a lot of customers who call in or, or who you call and verify would then kind of think twice before they called their bank, right? Because they spoke to an actual person. So there's always that as well, that, you know, having that personal relationship with your customers and having uh, somebody speak to them is, you know, is always going to be helpful uh, in the long run for fighting fraud. Um, So those are a few things that you can do before the transaction occurs. So meaning when somebody gets onto your checkout page, you can, you know, do your 3D secure. You can uh, have all your velocity checks in place. You can have some fraud scoring and so forth. As for the order verification, um, I mean, it's very simple. In your gateway, you can set up some certain parameters where you can say any order over X amount of dollars goes into a verification queue. And then you obviously have to make sure that somebody does that in a timely manner and verifies these things. Um, Post-transaction, so meaning once the the customer buys your product or your service, um, how do you prevent them from charging back or how do you minimize chargebacks and refunds and so forth? There is a natural call it amount of chargebacks and refunds you should always expect on an online business. This is very common. And, you know, unfortunately, as 
as we get better with technology and better with AI and so forth, this is going to be less and less of a problem. But uh, for now, you know, merchants do have to deal with a, a you know, a certain amount of call it friendly fraud um, and people who are just, you know, claiming that they didn't buy your product or service. So how do you minimize that? Uh, first, I mean, at the end of the day, if it's a small ticket amount, and you know, again, that's that's a judgment call for you. It may just be worth refunding a transaction instead of you know taking your chances with the chargeback, especially if you're a high risk merchant. So if you're a high risk merchant um, and you're working with you have your own merchant account, you have to try to you know obviously minimize your losses, but at the same time you have to keep your merchant account healthy um, so you can avoid you know getting shut down or getting match listed uh, or having any issues with your merchant processor. So. One popular tool um, that a lot of merchants in the online space and specifically in, in high risk use is Ethica and CDRN. Some people call it Verify. Uh, these are alerts. So essentially what happens is it is a period of time where you get an alert that somebody is thinking that the transaction that they did with you was suspicious or is asking questions about the transaction and you can make a judgment call to refund that transaction instead of taking the potential loss of the chargeback. So a lot of merchants use these. There are some false positives. Um, There are times that you're going to refund somebody and it wouldn't have ended up in a chargeback. You wouldn't be able to predict that. But if you're in a situation where you have you know, high chargebacks, you risk losing your merchant account or having some issues with your business, then definitely, you know, Ethica and CDRN alerts are something that you should add. Uh, Keep in mind, the quicker that you reply to the alert, the more likely it will not become a chargeback. So these services tell you that you have 24 hours. You have to keep in mind that the sooner you refund or you provide a resolution to that case or that alert, the better the outcome will be. So try to uh, try to have somebody on these quickly. There are services and third parties where you can sign up to these types of alerts and they will auto refund or they will take care of these things quickly for you. Um, obviously you have to, you know, do an audit here and there and ensure that uh, these things are getting done. But overall, you should definitely consider this if let's say you're at 0.6% chargebacks a month or more, uh, having the alerts will be an extra sense of security for your merchant account. Um, There's a newer program uh, that was launched by Visa. It's called VMPI. That was the old name. The new name is called Order Insights. There's These things change and rebrand often. So um, keep in mind, this is a a Visa program. And this is directly, um, this is directly, the acquirer to Visa. So Visa gives these alerts directly. With Ethica and Verify, these are third-party companies that set up different relationships with different banks like Chase and, and BOA and so forth. And they they do an integration in order to get an alert system. With VMPI, this is a directly a card network tool. So Visa provides this directly. Um, so you get a better coverage. Uh, it, it doesn't necessarily piggyback Ethica and Verify, but you could have, you know, um, if you're using both these services, you can have some that are very, um, you could get an alert from both basically. So 
unless you're in a very dire situation in terms of chargebacks, um, you shouldn't necessarily be using all these tools at the same time. It could get redundant. You could be adding a lot of cost. Um, so it's it's a good idea to speak to your either your merchant account provider or uh, if you're working with a chargeback management company, you know, to figure out which ones you should use and which ones you should test. If you're just starting out, VMPI is probably the way to go um, to just add that and try to to use that as much as possible. And then if if your chargeback figures and your fraud kind of settle down, then you leave it at that. If you still see, you know, you have a lot and, and there's nothing that you can do, then you might want to add Ethic and Verify or a CDRN as they call it now uh, in there as well. So these are just as a quick summary, are just alerts that are telling you that there's a potential chargeback coming in. Uh, again, most merchants just auto refund, but you can decide to dispute it, meaning like provide some evidence that the transaction did occur uh, and that can prevent the chargeback as well. Um, there's the dispute process. So once a chargeback has occurred, so essentially somebody goes to their bank, they issue, the, they file the chargeback, you get the chargeback, you can dispute that chargeback. You you will not get the money back from the chargeback. So let's say your processor charges you $25 for a chargeback, you will still get charged the $25. You will still lose the money of the sale, but you can dispute it, meaning provide some evidence to say that this is actually a valid transaction. And if you do win that dispute, then you at least get the amount back of the sale. So again, strategically, you have to understand that you can't necessarily do this for all transactions because say you have transactions that are 10 or $20 and then you lose that 10 or $20, you get charged an extra 25 for the chargeback. And then the dispute process, if you're using an external company, could be six, seven, $8 per dispute process. It could be a huge loss. So look at the transaction where it makes financial sense to dispute back and go with those to start. Keep in mind that if you dispute transactions and you dispute them well and you win a lot of them, it will have a, a positive effect on your chargebacks. Meaning if you keep disputing and you keep winning and, and you show that you're a responsible merchant, uh, banks may think twice about filing a chargeback because you've proven that these transactions are occurring. So they may make it a little bit harder on the customer to issue the chargeback. So disputing chargebacks is not um, a useless fight. Even if financially it doesn't, you know, necessarily make you the most money, it still might be a worthwhile cause, especially for, you know, transactions over a hundred dollars at minimum, I would say. Um, last but not least, reporting on fraud. So just knowing your numbers, uh, I know that sounds quite silly. Like we all feel like we know we're on top of our data, but a lot of merchants don't get all the right reporting. Uh, processors don't necessarily make it super easy for you to get your chargeback figures. There's probably a couple of places you have to go into the portal in order to get your chargebacks, in order to get your refunds and so forth. But make sure you get that data so you know where you stand and you know what steps you're taking in order to make things better. So before you add any of these tools, know where your baseline is, then start adding these tools slowly. That's obviously depending where you are. If you're at a very high chargeback rate, you might want to go all in and just kind of add as many tools as possible and then kind of remove as you see fit. Um, so strategize accordingly. These tools all cost money. So at the end of the day, if you do them all, um, you know, it may, it, it may get expensive, uh, keeping in mind that sometimes you can have a nice hybrid where you understand that there's going to be some chargebacks and some refunds coming in and you're not spending so much to, to kind of stifle your growth, um, in these fraud tools. Another 
quick note about reporting, a little bonus tip as I like to give them is report on fraud for ver your various channels. So if you have YouTube ads, if you have affiliates, if you have um, native ads, whatever it is, know what your fraud, when I say your fraud ratio, I mean, you know, I, I, the better word to say is your chargeback ratio and your refund ratio is per channel. You may notice, for example, your YouTube traffic is bringing a lot more chargebacks than your native ads or whatever the case is. It's important to know and to understand why are you being more aggressive in your marketing? Is the checkout page different? Is the landing page different? Like what's going on? So at least you will understand that, you know, what you're doing on one channel versus the other is causing more losses. Sometimes what I hear from a lot of merchants is like, oh, I'm making all this money off YouTube and so forth. And then when we do all the stats and we realize, well, you, you have this many chargebacks and this many refunds and this, you know, this is all the problems that it's causing you and this extra volume in your call center because people are calling in more. It doesn't, the, the channel that may have lower sales may actually be doing better financially. So it might be a more viable channel because you're getting less chargebacks, less refunds and less calls into your call center because of those transactions. So Last point is really report on your major um, channels uh, in terms of tra your traffic channels and know your numbers, know how many chargebacks are coming in from each channel, analyze it and make sure you you take steps to to at least have a range that everything should fall under so you can manage your chargebacks effectively. So I hope you found this episode useful. Um, I know I gave a lot of information. There's a lot of details that I skimmed over. I just want to give you guys a quick overview of the main tools for chargebacks and what you can do to fight chargebacks back. Um, keep in mind, all these have specificities that I can go on for hours and hours about, but um, if you do have any questions, pop them in uh, the episode below and comment comments or send me an email or go to um, my website, directpaynet.com or mariasparagas.com. And I'll be happy to answer them. We offer at Direct Paynet quite a few different tools for fraud prevention. So whether you're working with us or not for the merchant accounts and you just need some advice, I'm happy to help. This is one of my ex expertise uh, that you know a lot of merchants come to me for. So I hope you enjoyed the episode. I look forward to your comments and your questions. And if you do like this episode, don't forget to subscribe and share with everybody you know, and to who we can find, you can find value for. So I wish you a great day and thanks for listening. 